Welcome to the Style Stories podcast with me, your host, personal stylist, Lisa Gilby. I'm a personal stylist based in London, UK. I've been a personal stylist now for 13 years. I help people to curate a wardrobe that works for their life. I believe once you find your personal style on the other side of that is real freedom. The freedom to choose the clothes you want, the freedom to have a wardrobe that really works for you. Clothes can empower you and make you feel so confident. This week on the podcast, I'm very excited to be joined by the photographer Rosie Parsons. She's based in Devon, UK. She's an award-winning photographer. She's absolutely amazing. She specializes in personal brand photography. When people get their photograph taken for their work or for their business, one of the things they really, really worry about is what they wear. Also, how they pose on the shoot. Rosie is an absolute expert at making people feel at ease. At one of Rosie's shoots, she makes sure that you're really relaxed. You have a whole hour and a half to sit having your hair done and your makeup done by a professional hair and makeup artist to ease you into the day. She even goes down to detail in asking what your favourite music is, your favourite cakes, all sorts of things. She's really thought the process through and this is why she's so successful. I love having this chat with Rosie. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. So this week on the podcast, I'm very excited to have Rosie Parsons, the award-winning brand photographer, joining me to talk about having your photo taken for your business. This is something that loads of people panic about. They feel awkward. They feel nervous. They feel foolish even in front of the camera. But Rosie is one of the standout brand photographers. And if you check out her all the testimonials on Google. I mean, everyone is saying how brilliant she is. She's absolutely brilliant. She really stood out for me on LinkedIn as well. So welcome, Rosie. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm really pleased to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, I would love it if you would just introduce yourself. I know you've got a big story. I'd love to hear how you got into this, when it started, and just how it's been going, a bit of story and background about you. Yeah, sure. So I actually started um, my career in the music industry. Um, I wanted to work in the music industry since I was like 14. And I studied music business at university. And then I ended up working for Tom Jones for five years, which was very cool. <laughs> oh, my um, God. Yeah. And um, as part of that, and I did music journalism as well. And I used to go along to a lot of photo shoots and I'd see how the celebrities like to be treated and stuff. And I had an interest in photography. Um, and I started doing wedding photography just as a hobby and it kind of, that was sort of at the weekends and it started taking off really. Um, and then that went really well. And so it got to the point where I had so many weddings on that I kind of needed to decide, do I want to stay in the music industry or do I want to work for myself? And I think like most of us who work for ourselves, we like, we like the idea of the freedom and stuff of working for ourselves and setting our own hours and it meant I could live wherever I wanted. So um, yeah, I pursued that and, sort of just did wedding photography full-time and ended up um, winning Cosmo Bride Wedding Photographer of the Year, which is very nice. <laughs> That's lovely. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, thanks. That was that was really good. Um and so yeah, and then and then I had triplets. Um so <laughs> um so then um yeah weddings became like well it just wasn't really possible to go out on a Saturday and like I was huge when I was pregnant and it just 
it wasn't going to work. So um, I kind of scaled things right back to look after the kids. Um, and then I had another baby as well. So I've got, I had four under two. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty intense. Um, but I, I do really enjoy working. And um, even when they were little, I wrote a book about wedding photography, which went to number one on Amazon for like for photography, which was really nice. Um, and then I did some online courses about how to take photos and things on Udemy, which was also kind of kept me ticking over for a while. Um, and then when once they started school, uh, I just still didn't want to go back to wedding photography because I didn't want to sport, sort of spend weekends away from them. Um, and I was going along to these networking meetings and I really enjoy meeting women who run their own business. And um, it struck me that perhaps it'd be nice to kind of focus on branding photography and then when I was sort of doing a little bit of everything I was, I was photographing for Devon Life magazine and sort of photographing anything I got booked for really um, but wanting to kind of focus on branding um, and and then when lockdown happened all my work dried up because I would I would get that through networking um, and so I decided well I'm going to focus on color being colorful and having fun because I've got nothing to lose now like I've not got any work on anyway so I started putting a portfolio together of um, shots I'd really like to do and people loved it and it's kind of carried on from there really. I mean it's just, you know I pick I, that's a great story I mean going back first of all to the triplets like oh my god and, <laughs> and having another one that must have been such hard work yeah but I guess maybe drove you to just push yourself to somewhere where you can be more in control. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't think I could have had a possibly have had a job like a normal job and yeah. had that many children. <laughs> I would have, I was constantly needing to be in school or someone was ill. Um, there was always mm. something going on. So to be able to set my own hours was really important. Yeah. And at the weekend as well, the thing with um, wedding photography is that, isn't it? It's just, it, it would take up all your weekends. Yeah. Um, so you've really sort of fallen into your niche. Yes. Here. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you just stand out. So on LinkedIn and everything else. And I think a lot of it is, you know, you I can feel your energy. Do you know what I mean? It's like oh, and when nice I've thing. gone through your testimonials on Google, Every you know, people saying the same thing over and over again, which I think is really important. Is is Rosie made me feel so at ease, oh, and they're nice, just yeah. also that they're really, really, really happy with the results, and obviously that's hugely important. But people, why is it that people feel so scared about? And they hold, and I think mm. you know they put this off. This is something that people really put off. Why do they feel scared, and how do you help them with that? Yeah. So I actually, I ask people that when they come in, because um, it's really interesting to me to find out what's making them feel anxious and things. But I get it the same. Like if I was to think about public speaking, I'd go, oh no, it's like the scrutiny and sort of um, all eyes on you kind of feeling and any insecurities coming up to the surface. Um, so people have um, their kind of own little insecurities that we wouldn't notice, like looking at people that everyone's much more critical of themselves than we realize and people will be worried about like oh my double chin is a big one or a crooked nose you know is it, and it's stuff that we wouldn't notice at all and we just look at you know are they a smiley happy person mm. um so yeah and I think they worry about looking awkward in front of the camera as well and not knowing how to pose what to do with their hands so that's a, a major part, part of my day is is when people come 
we're not going straight into a, a cold drafty studio and taking photos straight away it's in my house I've got the dog and the cat so as soon as they come in you know it's, it's like nice and relaxed and warm and friendly and then we've got like a buffet table of delights <laughs> which is only you know, really nice and then they get their hair and makeup done as well so we've got like their favorite music playing they get the hair and makeup done for an hour and a half before they even step in, into the studio and that gives them a good chance to get to chatting and getting to know me and relax mm. um when i've tried to do it before without having a hair and makeup artist and they come straight in we might have a coffee but then it's straight into the photos mm. it's it's def- it's like you need that time to acclimatize to being there and to get to know me better as well because i do try and share myself on so- social media so people feel comfortable with me but it's nothing like when you're actually here having a chat beforehand because then when you're being photographed by me it feels like oh I'm, i've got a friend photographing me and that's that's how you get the really nice expressions is because people are comfortable so environment is really, really important. And you've obviously mm. put loads of thought, and that is actually a recurring theme that came through as well when I was reading through people's, you know, client stories and things like that. Because even going to the hairdressers is stressful for some people, you know, like sitting mm. in front of the mirror and just, you know, all that focus on you. Yeah. So you've sort of managed to make them feel relaxed. Talk to me about posing. Like, how, What sort of poses? Because that physically awkward feeling that people have. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, I get my husband to take some photos of me for my Instagram and I just feel like a, I'm in the Dunwich <laughs> Park and I think, oh God, everyone's looking at me and I look stupid and that kind of stuff. <laughs> so what a relaxing kind of poses. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, the good thing is, so I used to do a lot of photo shoots outside but it definitely feels awkward um, okay. with people watching you, having members of the public watch what you're doing. And you do feel like, oh, they think I'm all up myself and I'm trying to be an influencer or something. And it's like, I still feel like that myself. <laughs> like, um, Yeah, I, I do. Totally. I really hate having my photos taken outside in public. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's awkward. It is. But um, that's why. So when I, I moved to sort of doing it in my house and it's all studio based now, that is a lot easier because you've not got somebody watching you. And then what I tend to do is I've got some set poses that I do, and then I will show my client what that looks like before. So so I'll show them and then they can come and have a go and then I'll I'll just tweak and adjust them. But it's also really important not to kind of stay in a pose too long because then you start looking really stiff. So if you watch like Britain's Next Top Model, they'll kind of constantly be like, every time the camera goes, they'll be moving slightly. It's just like micro movements. And that helps sort of keep, keep you loose, keep you moving, um, takes the stiffness away. And it's, it's thinking about little things like your hands. So you can often tell when somebody's feeling nervous and stressed, anxious by looking at the little things like their hands, how those are kind of placed. You want to kind of shake your hands out and relax your shoulders. Often they can rise up. Um, so it's, you know, it's quite good with a professional photographer because they'll be looking out for those little things that you might not even realise you're doing. Oh, that's true as well. Yeah, because it's just, you know, sort of little ticks almost that you have. I mean, you know, I'm very much a gesticulator as well. So I'm very, you know, I'm often and, I, and I'm a fidget too. So it's sort mm. of, you know, when I'm on camera, I have to try and be aware of that sort of thing. Um, so you said when you worked with celebrities, they were treated, you were watching how they were treated. So they were sort of treated like <clears throat> well it's for example it's you know they always would like check what they wanted to eat and what music they wanted to okay. listen to so that's part of my onboarding now is I have a questionnaire where I ask what people's favorite cakes are and um, what hot drink cold drinks they like 
and I make sure that I get all that stuff in and, you know, cater obviously if they're vegan and that kind of thing. But yeah, to, to more, more than just, are you vegan? But like, what's your favorite cake and make sure that that's in. <laughs> and so it's, yeah. And then also, yeah. What, what's your favorite music? What would you listen to if you were getting ready for a night out? Because you want them feeling pumped and excited. And I don't want to just have what music I'd listen to because they might hate that. So we have some really fun things from anything from opera to dance. Uh, 90s is a big one. People like nine, oh. 80s and 90s. <laughs> so we listen Me to too. that a lot. Yes, yeah. that, that's my playlist. <laughs> yeah. So it's really fun. I, I actually really enjoy like hearing all these different types of music. It's very eclectic. It's nice. Yeah, but I love that personal touch because that is, you know, it's thinking about them actually on a human level, like as, as a human being as well, music, all the, you know, because music's such a big one for just how you feel. Yeah. Changing how you feel and just like having the treats there as well, just feeling looked after. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I think that would really, I love that. I think that would really put me at ease. So, I mean, how important, you know, you're a small business owner. I'm a small business owner. How important is it to be visible in your it's, business is incredibly important it's I mean I have had waves of not being that visible so I used to have an assistant who was great and she would take charge of doing all my social media and like filming behind the scenes making sure it went online and I was constantly getting inquiries and stuff like that and then she left and I was thinking oh do I really need to replace her no and then I just I didn't replace her and that kind of it fell off a cliff a bit and I didn't update it and then my inquiries just dried up like people if they can't see you they they're not being reminded of you they're not going to be reaching out so I've started like making the effort to put myself out there again making a plan what do I want to share and why and then yeah getting that done and and it's been like back to being really busy again so it's it's huge if you want your business to grow you have to be visible you have to be putting yourself out there getting like making that connection with your audience showing them your personality and why you're different, what your values are so that they can connect with you and be reminded of you. I think one of the most powerful things that you post for me, and actually I do this in my business as well, is is the behind the scenes stuff. Mm. Um, because, you know, it's, it's sort of taking out the mystery, isn't it? And showing people that it's actually, I mean, it just looks a load of fun it just oh it looks... is yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. yeah doing the behind the scenes videos is really important to show yeah to sort of take that mystery out and because it can be very intimidating booking in for a photo shoot you don't know what you're going to be going to so seeing other people that look like you that have got similar jobs to you going and having a nice time is really important and I try and interview people as well um before they have their shoot about how they're feeling and and because most people feel the same, they feel very anxious, don't like having their photo taken. And then I ask them again at the end, or oh, how are you feeling now? And they're, they're like, oh, it was actually really good fun. And yeah, it was good. So I think that's really, really reassuring for other people coming to see that. I mean, it's just a hugely human thing. It's that we we are all, that fear of the unknown, but so much more fear because you can have, you can talk, uh, I can't say the word, but you sort of have catastrophic thoughts. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. can make the situation just more you know more scary than it really is so that's why because our minds do that yeah and I think people are worried that it's quite an investment to do um the personal branding shots and they're worried that they're going to look awkward and not like the photos and stuff so it's yeah to kind of show people the transformation and show the process you need to build that trust yeah definitely build the trust I mean I actually really don't like my wedding photos 
which is really sad because (laughs) I got this uh, the guy was recommended by the by the venue Mm. and he didn't take one photo of me Rosie full length in my wedding dress oh dear I'm not joking (laughs) it was just from the way so I had to get a photo from like one of my guests yeah it's just kind of not you know so it was you know you've got to have the trust yeah and why it's important to in your business, if anyone's listening who is a small business owner, you know, to get comfortable with, you don't need to be dancing in front of cameras and all, all that kind of stuff, but to get across your message and your image so that people, because mm-hmm. people buy people. Yeah. And I'd say with choosing a photographer, you want to pick, um, like for, for personal branding or any kind of photography, you want to be able to insert your face into the work that they've already done and think, would I be happy if I had that photo of me in my business? Like make sure that you're not trying to like make a photographer into something else, pick them for what they are, um, what the, you know, their strengths really. Um, so like I, I do the block color, bright backgrounds and stuff. So, you know, it's, it's, that's what you, if you want that, that's what you come and see me for. Whereas if somebody wants um sort of more lifestyle shots, for example, then you might find somebody else to do that, but make sure that you kind of find the right person for what you need. Yeah. So you, so you're definitely the, you know, personal brand photography, would it be, and I love that you use the block colors because that's Mm -hmm. what really makes it vibrant and makes all the shots stand out. So say if a lawyer came to you and said, I want a headshot for my business would you would you do that is it all small business owners I do have lawyers come and see me and um so they often go for like the quite strong colors like the reds powerful powerful. (laughs) yeah 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 um yeah no I have all sorts of um people come and they don't necessarily all just have their own businesses that is the bulk of people who come um but I have people in in like corporate jobs as well who sort of want to be a thought leader in their industry, people who are kind of who need photos to put themselves out there on LinkedIn and stand out and, and bring a bit of personality. Because I think, I, I mean, I don't know if you agree, but I mean, this is this is a fairly recent thing. Because I think you know, corporate the corporate world is changing. It was always very much from a fashion sense as well. You only wore a grey navy or a black suit, the end mm, and yeah. a shirt. No personality allowed to come to the office. You know, you sort of have to pretend you haven't got a life outside yeah. the office, that kind of thing. But now you are definitely allowed to bring more personality. So it sort of brings me on to how you portray people from different industries. So you've just explained you're the go to for personal branding with color, with personality, with energy, like those sorts of things. Yeah. And if you want a lifestyle thing, then maybe, you know, you need to choose a different photographer. Would you sort of make the lawyer look more serious and the chef look more (laughs) chefy? You know what I mean? It's like kind of, do you give them an identity on camera or is it more about the person's personality? No, I definitely think about their role and, so when I have a lawyer, um, like some people come and they do want to look more serious. Um, so we have certain poses and expressions. And usually I'll do a whole range of expressions because we look at the photos together afterwards. So we're not making any decisions. You know, it's all digital, so we could take loads. And when we try, you know, some smiling, some more serious. Um, but th- then I had somebody that sort of runs children's 
workshops like children's music workshops the other day and that definitely needed to be more silly and the way that I got those expressions was to get her to sing the songs that she does for the children and obviously she was really happy and smiley and you know getting those arms going and things so yeah it definitely depends on the role um but that's you know I ask the client what do they want to achieve like who are they going to be who's going to be looking at the photos who do they want to attract through the photos um so for the lady who was doing the children's stuff, it was for, for the kids, but also for the parents and teachers. So it kind of needed to not be too silly, but kind of strike that balance. And for lawyers, you you kind of you want to look serious, but you want to also look approachable. So it's yeah, it's a very fine balance with a lot of them. It's the fine balance. I mean, it's it's, it's taking me on now, really, to to the thing that. I know that I saw a post that you've done and I've talked about this a lot before is that one of the biggest, biggest, biggest things that people worry about when they come and do a a shoot for their business, any kind of photography is what to wear. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's just like, oh my God, you know, and some people, some people don't like fashion, right? That's fine. Yeah. But it does, it definitely has an impact on how you feel. Yeah. And it definitely can was part of your image I mean this is Absolutely. the non-verbal communication part of your image yeah. so if you're a lawyer you don't look dated but you want to look professional polished mm-hmm. that kind of thing you know the children's um presenter like you said wants to look approachable and fun for the kids yeah. appeal to the parents and appeal to the kids so what you wear is really important I can really understand how people would really panic about that so mm. how do you prepare them for that and I'm, I'm going to run through my tips in a minute and I know that you don't agree with a couple of mine which is good <laughs> that's good but what I mean how do you prepare them for that basically yeah. for the shoot well, I have a whole onboarding process for my shoots. So they get about five different emails before the day. And one of them is all about what to wear because it does make a massive impact in the photos. Um, and I suggest having block colors and trying to bring some sort of your brand colors in there and having some neutrals as well. Um, so certainly cream and white look really nice against the pop of color in the background. Black's okay. And a lot of people feel safe in black, but it's a bit draining and severe so I I don't recommend black generally Um, and also having fitted clothes works really well like some people might think oh I feel a bit overweight I don't want to have fitted clothes but it looks much better to have fitted clothes and show your shape than to wear something too oversized which would just make you look bigger Um, so I've sort of taken photos of myself and been really surprised actually of like some some things I thought were too tight but actually look great on camera (laughs) so yeah that's what I'd recommend I think that's so true actually is that and that, yeah that's something people do when they're feeling a bit insecure about their their body is they'll think they're, that hiding under baggier clothes is a good thing but actually yes on camera it definitely stands out a lot more yeah so fitted and thinking about your shape is really important I mean I'll run through the, the tips that that I suggest the block color is definitely something that I recommend mm. yeah because it just stands out beautifully it's, it's quite useful to get your colors done get mm. color analysis done so you know which colors suit your skin tone and the, the good thing about this is that a lot of people know that naturally mm. anyway it's like they, they sort of, you know you are drawn to the colors that suit you and you can put a color on and think oh my god that really washes me out 
So block color is always going to look great on camera and can give that authoritative look as well if you you know for the lawyers all that kind of mm. thing. I say I think this is where we disagree a bit roses. I say <laughs> avoid pattern but avoid uh, busy pattern like yeah. If you're sort of on a zoom or you know something like that it can strobe on camera it can it can be very distracting but you like a bold pattern. Well, for example the the jumper that you're wearing today is a nice yellow and white stripe and that look amazing in a photo but some people might want to bring like like a paisley pattern wouldn't work well at all um it would just kind of yeah it would look awful on camera so we're talking like really bold patterns is great polka dots that kind of stuff but anything small won't work yeah definitely and also i feel as well that pattern well i mean i know that pattern dates quickly because we have Mm. trends and you know that there'll be certain patterns that are in polka dots are a really good one actually because polka dots never go out of fashion yeah they're they're actually quite classic what about so stripe you think this stripe's good but on camera this would be good that sort of stripe yeah yeah yeah, nice um also make sure it's not the time to try new style it's not the time so make sure it's something that you feel really comfortable in that really feels yeah. like you yeah your sort of your sort of style and obviously thinking about who you want to impress like you say when you're prepping mm. them yeah really. I say I say to people think about your ideal client and what you'd wear if you were going to meet them for the first time because that is basically what your photos are going to be doing they're out there on the internet meeting your ideal first clients for the first time for you so you should be wearing what you would choose to wear whether that's casual or or dressed up yeah, I mean, and it can be casual now. Mm. You know, more and more of us are wearing just casual clothing all the time anyway, and especially with hybrid working as well and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But that said, on camera, tailoring always mm. looks more polished. Yeah. And like you said, and it's sort of the same thing, fitted clothes. So I would describe that. So casual can be really, really loose and baggy. So I would say just have something more fitted. Yeah. Even if it's a little fitted cardigan in a block colour, like a really sort of neat, smart cardigan, tailoring, definitely. But if you're someone who never wears a blazer, don't suddenly wear a blazer Yeah, on your photo shoot either, because that's... Yeah. You that's feel like you'll look uncomfortable. <laughs> you'll look uncomfortable. You've got to look natural. But, you know, a tailored dress, something like that. I would say don't do ripped jeans unless a, a very casual creased clothing that stands out mm, yes always have an iron on standby for our shoots <laughs> oh yeah because yeah. You, it really the camera picks up so much more detail I also said because this is what when I've had my photos done is to get your hair blow dried but you have makeup oh, yes. on set yeah so the, yes if I think if you're going to somebody that doesn't have a makeup artist and are kind of that's there for the whole day then go go and um get your hair done at the hairdresser's get professional makeup done if you can. Um, but yeah, for our shoots, they they do at the beginning and then they stick around for the whole shoot to keep an eye on things and also to change up your look. So they'll change the lipstick colour and yeah. Oh, that is fantastic. I mean, I think on camera as well, slightly stronger eye makeup than usual helps the eyes oh, absolutely. pop out as yeah. well. And I sort of, you know, you've already mentioned as well, maybe use your brand colours. Yes, absolutely. I think um, if you're introducing colors that aren't in your brand, it can. if you're using the photos on social media on your website, it, you don't want to look like you tried too hard. But I think bringing, introducing extra colors that aren't part of your brand is just a bit confusing. So I, I'd say tones of your brand it doesn't have to be the exact color, but those kind of tones is good. 
Yeah, because that sort of ties it all together, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and now I say to people three outfits, but that's when, you know, if someone's hired me as their stylist, I'm yeah. like, okay, these are your three outfits for the shoot. But you say to people bring like nine or 10. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They outfits. come with huge suitcases. Yeah. Well, I guess um, most people who come and see me haven't had a stylist put stuff together. So I kind of take on that role a little bit. Um, not necessarily putting the, the outfits together, but more picking out what I think is going to work with the backgrounds. And if people only bring three, then I'm really limited to just using those three. And, and plus we do, I might do six outfits in a shoot. Um, so they've got like, they can choose what one, they've got a, like a selection afterwards. Um, yeah. So they, they do kind of yeah bring quite a few. It probably wouldn't work if, if we were out on the streets and they had to wheel around a suitcase, but as we're in the house, they can just hang it all up and um, that's quite easy. <laughs> I have to say, yeah, I mean, you know, outdoor photos, I totally see why you've gone down this path of doing it in the yeah. house. Because yeah. overall, I mean, it's just overall making everyone feel so much more confident, isn't it, and comfortable. Yeah, yeah. It's cold, isn't it? It's cold and wet in England. It's cold and wet, but also people do stare. They do. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. don't, you know, and it just adds to that level of insecurity. But I, I mean, yeah. I can tell that you're just, you just make people feel so relaxed. Oh, it's thanks. absolutely brilliant. <laughs> so thank you so much, Rosie, for coming on. That was really interesting. I hope that that gives people some confidence, you know, in going and being more visible and having their photos taken and trying to enjoy it, trying yeah. to enjoy the day and look at it as a really fun thing. So this is Blue Monday today, Rosie. So you've cheered me up today. This is apparently okay. the most depressing <laughs> Monday of the year. <laughs> in, in January we are and it's quite grey outside but it's been lovely chatting to you thanks for yeah, coming and on you. thank you hope you enjoyed today's episode if you have any headshots that you need to get done or your team needs some headshots or you need some PR lifestyle photography done Rosie is clearly absolutely brilliant at what she does so you can find her at rosieparsonsphotography.com check her out thank you so much for listening to the podcast if you if you are enjoying it please take a minute to subscribe and to leave me a review I would be so so grateful and I will see you next week Thank you.